You're listening to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. Unfortunately, uh, we are without Paul once again this week. It has been a little while since we've seen him. Last I heard from him, his uh, internet and phone provider were down, so I have lost contact with him. Um, I assure you he is still part of the podcast when he returns to um, communicate with civilization, but we are just playing the waiting game, I suppose. But um, in the meantime, I am once again in the company of Anna. How are you doing this week, Anna? Oh, that's great. Um, our weather changes like four times a day over in Ottawa. So um, it's depends when you ask me. It's not going to be the same by the time anyone hears this or by the end of the episode. So, um, yeah, we're wishy-washy like that, I suppose. But, um, you know, over the last year or so, we've uh, really gotten to know Paul quite well on this show and myself. But um, we do not have as much information on you, so we decided uh, this episode will focus a little bit on you and your unpopular opinions. Uh, and I will also contribute. <laughs> a little bit. Yes. Okay. I'm ready. What are things that you generally disagree with the majority opinion? Well, I mean, there there are a lot of games that I liked when I first played them because I didn't know I wasn't supposed to. Okay, so imagine this. It's the late 90s, and there's this 3D game that is a blend of heart-pounding action and role-playing elements with a rich storyline that reinvents the adventure genre. Okay, are you starting to get excited? Yes. <laughs> this is a game. Cautiously un- excited. <laughs> this is a game that has unparalleled freedom of movement with unlimited camera control in both first and third person it's a bit of a concept for the late 90s it's a game that has seven immense worlds and dozens of mythical characters providing more than 140 hours of gameplay really excited yet no (laughs) What if I told you that this game was made by champion game maker Roberta Williams? Uh, Well, wait, let me put it this way. I know where you're going with this, so (laughs) I'm hesitant to answer favorably in any way. All right. Fair enough. I'm talking about, uh, oh, wait, I was going to say King's Quest VIII, but I guess I can't. I guess I'll say uh, Mask of Eternity. Yes, right. It's um I don't know, does that make it a spin-off more so than a sequel? I would call it uh a game with a I mean it does have nods towards the original uh series. They have some references. So yeah, yeah I would call it a spin-off much in the way that you would call SWAT a spin-off of Police Quest, I suppose. Right. Although funny enough, uh, Quest for Glory 4 in quotation marks did not actually have a 4. So um, I guess there is just some times when people just decide to drop the number. That's fair. I guess we just call it Quest for Glory 4, don't we? Yeah, pretty much. So King's Quest 8? It's 8, right? It is. Okay. 
I mean, this game came out at a time where I was uh, really into the Quest for Glory series. So I was a little bit disappointed in King's Quest VII. Maybe that's also not a popular opinion with all of the people in my circles. But uh, when number eight came out and it had some role-playing elements and you could kill just about anything that was alive... And uh, the combat system was really stupid simple, hack, 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 which is kind of how I played Quest for Glory. I mean, parry, defense. (laughs) (laughs) So it suited me. I thought it was fun. The soundtrack was beautiful. Uh, The uh, load times were really, really long. Uh, But it wasn't overly buggy compared to, say, uh, Quest for Glory 4 that I had a lot of trouble running at that time period. Right. Uh, but, I mean, other games that came out in that time period, Return to Krondor, Caesar 3, Half-Life, I mean, there was some cool story and character interaction and 3D graphics and multiplayer coming mm-hmm. out at that time. So I guess this game could have been about two years earlier and it would have been brilliant. Right. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I guess I do hear... A fair number of people, uh, at least within our community, that say that King's Quest VIII was, uh, to be fair, not actually a bad game, just so much as really not why people want to play a King's Quest game. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it, it's difficult. There's definitely a lot of memorization and timing uh, for it, but it's it's not a bad game. There was a little bit of uh, a sense of humor. The dialogue was well written. Uh, Connor perhaps could have had a bit more to say. I think I would have appreciated hearing him talk a little bit more about stuff. He he didn't say very much. Right. Um, it's actually kind of funny because I always forget about Connor because I just <laughs> never... Um, I, I, I'll be honest, I haven't even played King's Quest Eight. I haven't even really played very many King's Quests. Um, it's just generally a series that I've kind of um, allowed to pass me by for the most part. I went back and played it a few years ago and and I found it a little bit frustrating that the camera was entirely player controlled mm. you know so you have to look in the right place to survive but once once you figure out where to look then it's not as big of a deal and and I didn't quite finish the game all the way through uh, on this playthrough but I do remember at the time that it came out I thought it was freaking great right uh, but uh, I, I'm just wondering if that's like, you know, if that's a hill you want to die on, like, are you going to stand by that and be like, no, King's Quest Eight is a great game. Screw you all and your popular opinions. No, I would pick it apart just as much as the next guy, I think. Gotcha. All right. Uh, yeah. I don't have any really strong stances on any of them, except perhaps, uh, you know, Quest for Glory 5, probably. And a lot of other people like it, too. I don't I don't think it's a super unpopular opinion to really like the game for what it is, but I, I have heard some people complaining about it here and there. Yeah. You mean Quest for Glory 5? Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially with any Quest for Glory game. People will rag on it, but they'll still say it's a good game. Uh, whatever people happen to determine is the uh, lesser of the series in their own personal taste, they'll still say, Oh, that was actually still good. But for the sake of pointing out why it's lesser, I'm just going to hate on it for a while. (laughs) Yeah. The graphic style didn't bother me. They had always moved ahead with the times. I I thought it was a a super pretty game. And plus, I mean, it was an action adventure RPG with real time combat story, character development, kind of a game. I mean, it it Mm -hmm. did have a lot of cool stuff going for it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, 
Um, I would totally be really cool if somebody demade Quest for Glory 5 um, at this point, but the people who say that they never should have tried to go anywhere beyond like the uh, that uh, VGA point-and-click engine, yeah, no, that's... that's um, they kind of missed the point of what Sierra and what the Coles kind of really stood for, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. They they were always moving forward. The mm-hmm. the graphic style never bothered me at all, and I was just excited to have a chance to use my Quest for Glory for import character. Yes, right? exactly. <laughs> I'm just like finally a place to put <laughs> this guy. He's been waiting. <laughs> yeah, no, I I am very much in agreement with you on that one. At any rate. Oh, good. Yeah. And I loved the voice acting. It had a sense of humor and engaging storyline. There was lots of freedoms afforded to you, like the timing. If you don't enter the rights, for example, you can mosey about and up your stats and do all sorts of things for, I don't know, like I've heard as many as 30 to 50 days before anything happens. I've only probably done it for about 10 or 15. Does anything eventually happen? I don't know. I've never talked to anybody who's gotten to the point where it's progressed before uh, joining the rights. Cause, I would um, love to hear it if somebody yeah. uh, did know. Well, I'm pretty sure that I tend to like max out at least like my main stats before mm-hmm. joining before um, uh, going through the uh, through the rights. Exactly. Yeah, and, and I mean, the game even came with a built-in cheat, right? If you uh, bought the game, it came with a paladin character you can import because, of course, an import is the only way to have a, a paladin character in that game. I actually was not aware of that part. Mm-hmm. That it yeah, included just, a paladin uh, character, which I think, I don't know, I, I, I thought that was cool that you could only really have it if you played the previous game. So I uh, I don't, um, I kind of wish they hadn't done that, to be honest. Yeah, I didn't know either until uh, I was looking around and then it it, uh, made me aware of it through the internet. So I had a look on the CD and yeah, it's true, it was there, but uh, I I didn't need it, so ha. (laughs) (laughs) Was it it named Devin Aidendale? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, just like the book, which uh, you and I both have copies of, a beautiful book. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I I never had anything against Quest for Glory Five. I've always really enjoyed it. I've never had any complaints. So, uh, and and it's also my least favorite in the series. But I just I still am not going to say anything particularly bad about it. Yep, same here. Least favorite in the series, maybe, but better than most other games that are in existence. So, you know. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I mean, I guess I'll throw in a couple here just because I am part of the show, I suppose. <laughs> but um, I don't know if this is necessarily an unpopular opinion. It is a bit of a minority opinion um, when you look at the numbers of sales that have occurred since this game happened. But um, for a fairly unpopular opinion, I really did not like Resident Evil 4. Mm. Um, and I especially did not like that that sort of dictated how the next few games decided to be. Um, I just think that it was... Um, it was intense in the same way that any game is intense if it's difficult and things come at you. Between Resident Evil 4 and like a typical Mega Man game, I'd say they're about as horror in the same way. <laughs> but they just they didn't have like the lasting horror that uh, really scary games actually have. Like, mm-hmm. um, uh, well, it, it's been a long time since I played two or three, even though the remakes have been out. But you know, Code Veronica which uh, I've been 
saying quite for quite some time has been my favorite Resident Evil game for quite some time now. Um, it really did creepy in a way that I thought was really, you know, in line with a horror genre. Like, yeah, you, you can't really argue that Resident Evil 4 isn't horror, but it just wasn't scary to me other than just like, oh, God, I'm going to die like every game, you know? <laughs> so well, do you think they're going to try to make it scarier with the remake or do you think that they're just going to try to make it a little bit prettier and more up to date? I honestly don't know. I hope they try to make it scarier, but given what Resident Evil 4 just is, I don't mm -hmm. know if they're going to really be able to make it that much scarier um, mm -hmm. than what it is. And yeah, it's not even just that too. There's also little things like how um, so much of the game is just an escort mission. And if I want to play Resident Evil, I don't want it to be an escort mission. Um you know, I, I want to be that sort of, you know, that Alone in the Dark-ish, which is basically how it started. It was basically a, a ripoff of Alone in the Dark in very Amazing many ways. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I like that sense of like sort of, um, okay, well, you're alone facing this thing. You weren't necessarily alone in Resident Evil 1 or in very many of the Resident Evils, but, you know, you just sort of have that kind of feeling of isolation, seclusion, and just sort of being... Um, you were accountable for your own survival as opposed to, oh, I got to save this person who just keeps running into all the enemies and soaking up damage. Right? <laughs> and, um, uh, and that's just not what I want in a Resident Evil game at all. And, you know, sure, maybe people can argue how mechanically it is a better game and fine. And maybe it is just an opinion that I did not want it to go that way, but that's the way they did it. And I have to deal with it. Okay, Sure. But that I also don't have to play them if I don't like them, and so I don't. And that's kind of why, um, you know, if they if they're going to go that if they're going to go that route, I don't like that route. I'm not going to go down it. And the whole thing with like the quick time events during cutscenes. I remember um, the first time I encountered that, I was watching a friend of mine play it, and I was watching this cutscene where like this bad guy was like sort of just monologuing, and suddenly he just like throws a knife at you and then you have to like push a button to dodge it i'm like why do you throw a knife at you it's like also well, that to make sure you're paying attention it's like he's explaining to you stuff why does he want to kill you while he's explaining it and you just resume talking like nothing <laughs> happened uh, so is this like well that's one way to shoehorn a mechanic just to make sure you don't skip their cutscenes, isn't it that's funny because you know when people mention that the series four is often the one that they refer to first yeah and um, yeah, and I just don't. Yeah, it it's it was the beginning of it going in a direction I didn't want it to go. Plain and simple. Mm -hmm. you, you, maybe people did like that. Well, I mean, the numbers show that people liked that direction. Okay, good for you. But like I said, this is an unpopular opinion because I know that that's the popular opinion, and I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, the, that's probably the easiest one for me to just sort of uh, get off my chest. Uh, especially mm -hmm. since they announced that it was going to be remade instead of Code Veronica. I really needed to get that out because, man, we could have really... Um, I think they really could have done well with a Code Veronica remake at this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would have made sense. It's never the one you want, though. It's always almost the one you want. Yep. They went to... They actually remade one a long time ago. Then they mm -hmm. did like Resident Evil 2 because it never really got remade. Then they're like, hey, that did really great and everyone loved it. So let's do three. Oh, yeah. So obviously Code Veronica's next, right? Now we're going to go right to four. <laughs> uh, 
That's almost ported as much to, as Doom onto every single console ever existent. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, what else? What else? Well, I mean, back into Sierra, which is a place I tend to gravitate towards. When uh, when Daryl Gates' Police Quest Open Season came out, I remember enjoying it, and uh, I, I still like it as a game. I just, again, uh, I don't feel it to be part of the Police Quest series because, okay, no Jim Walls, no Sonny Bonds, but instead we have John Kerry, an LAPD homicide detective whose best friend was killed in the line of duty. No Lytton, but LA, California, uh, hate cram crimes, gra- hate crimes, graphic imagery, body of a murdered child, gang violence, uh, this is a spoiler, severed head in the fridge. I mean, it's it's got some cool stuff. They used real actors and they used green screens. And, and I remember being super fascinated uh, learning about the deeper police procedurals. But I guess that that's really what it was. It was a, a police procedural. I that That's another one that you've stumbled across where I actually have not played it for myself. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I don't have very much to contribute to this uh, part either. But tell me about... Police Quest open season, since I do not know anything about it, other than it's not Jim Walls. What can I say? I would call it a very enjoyable and informative police procedural with some sassy shock value. Um, no real character progression, though. I mean, at right. least in number one through three, there's character progression. Aren't I supposed to be convincing you why I like this game? I think I'm doing a terrible job. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll be perfectly honest with you, too. It's that, uh, all right, first of all, number one, I've been kind of looking, and it's really kind of hard to dig up anything that acknowledges it as Police Quest 4. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you did find something, I'll take your word for it. But right now, uh, other than just, like, captions, I don't see, like, any box art or anything that actually says Police Quest 4 uh, at the, uh, just from a preliminary search. But you said it's at the back of the box? Yeah, yeah, okay. on the back of the, well, the case anyways, and on the uh, spine of the CD. But it was the first game that, that wasn't made with uh, Jim Walls involved at all. That's right. Was, yeah. Um, well, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna do one better about, like, I'm not going to complain that it wasn't about Sonny Bonds because I kind of didn't want Police Quest 3 to be about Sonny Bonds either. <laughs> <laughs> like, I kind of just wanted, yeah, Police Quest 3 is a good enough game for what it was, but... Uh, mm. Uh, it should have been Police Quest 1, Police Quest 2, then Police Quest something else, you know, Police Quest not Sunny Bonds anymore, mm-hmm. um, and not name it free, even, and just move on. <laughs> but just, you mm-hmm. know, leave, leave Sonny alone. He's He's been through, through enough. So um, Yeah, he's had a rough go. What about Keith's spinoff? It's sort of, you know what it is? It's just a screensaver. <laughs> it just crashes. Yeah, it crashes, and sometimes, you know, smoke will come out of the computer. <laughs> that's that's really not good. That's not a good sign. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not actually entirely sure what the popular opinion on Police Quest 4 is. I really don't even know very much about the game in terms of its uh, critical or popular reception. No, I, I just, I just, I've don't think I've heard very much positive uh, about it out there. And I, I just wanted to give a little shout out to say that it's a pretty good game. You just have to look at it as its own entity. Yes. I think a lot of games could have benefited from that. 
Yeah, for example, I mean, Space Quest Six. that that was a game that was okay, as long as you didn't care about continuity. It was really fi- funny. There was a lot of fantastic writing in it, uh, a lot of memorable yes. scenes in the downtown core. And, you know, if continuity isn't your thing, then Space Quest Six is your thing. Yeah, I can I can agree with that for the most part. Mm-hmm. I've made my opinions on Space Quest Six pretty well known at this point. My last one is about the same as what one of yours would potentially be. Quest for Glory 3. A lot of people were down on that game for all sorts of different reasons. I mean, the, the graphics uh, changing and the, the lack of thieving activities, but uh, it's it's really was an integral part of the story and the whole series. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful game. Yeah. Um, I, I left that off my list, not because I don't think it's an unpopular opinion. I know very much how unpopular that opinion is, that it is actually my favorite uh, in the series. But mm-hmm. the uh, I'm, just, I'm just so tired of arguing it at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know what? Fine. People don't want to like it. You don't have to like it. Or you know, don't have to like it as much as I do. Go for it. Just... Um, I'm not going to stand on a soapbox and tell people why they should like it better. I just don't like it when people try to tell me why I shouldn't like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was It was just, I don't know, I can't really look at them in terms of likes and dislikes. I mean, they were all a part of the series that moved forward with every single episode. Yeah, exactly. It just happens to be my favorite chapter in a book, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, people would be like, chapter 35? <laughs> Why'd you do like that? Yeah. <laughs> like, but the book was really good and I needed chapter 35. It was interesting. Oh, well. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, y- you know how much I agree with you. And um, it really <laughs> is just, uh, uh, yeah, you know, like I said, I I hail Quest for Glory as my favorite game of all time because I consider the series as one giant whole uh, consisting of five parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. You know, if if I wasn't allowed to do that, I'm not sure if any of the games individually would ever, like, be my number one. But when you put them all together, it is my favorite game. Yeah, when people ask me that question, oh, what's your top five games? I'm like, well, number one is the Quest for Glory series. Yeah. We'll move on from there. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, any others on your list that you want to get out? I mean, I liked all of the Monkey Island games, even the the Telltale one later on. I like the cartoony LeChuck and and some of the play that they did with the story. I I don't actually have a problem with any one of them. Okay, yes, yeah, so, some of those, depending who you ask, can be fairly unpopular. I've uh, heard. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I I think you know people argue which is the best between the first and the second one, and mm-hmm. from then on you get. Um, people's opinions diminishing with each new installment. <laughs> so it it, it depends true. how far out you want to swim from the shore. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I just I think it was fun, even in the uh, the tales of Monkey Island. Uh, it, it was fun. Yeah, I uh, I actually don't even really know the series well enough to I um remember the order in which they came or to uh, really associate. Uh, which game was which title. Uh, I know the first two just because I've played the first one uh, and I hear that the second one is great and I really should actually get around to playing that one. 
The third one's fantastic. It was cartoony, but the the island that they go to, everything about it was beautiful. I think it, it was a really well-made game, in my Wh- opinion. Which one was that one? That's Escape from Monkey Island. Escape. So okay. I think that was around 2000. Right. Is that the one with yeah. the pirate song? Uh, I'm not sure. Hmm. Okay. Um... Uh, okay, so you you already called out my uh, number one pick for unpopular <laughs> opinions. So before I get into that, what do you think of Kathy Rain? I mean, it was a lot of fetch quests, a lot of back and forth, a lot of riding on the motorcycle and talking to somebody <laughs> and then riding somewhere else and then talking to yeah. grandma again and then and then going back. I mean, everything updated. Every time you did that, there was more to do, right? So, yeah. Well, I mean... Let me put it this way. I We had an episode, uh, Paul and I had an episode where we talked about Kathy Rain uh, at length. In fact, Kathy Rain is probably one of the most talked about games um, in the sense that we actually did a uh, an episode about uh, Paul trying to convince me to play Kathy Rain, where he really hyped it up. It worked. I, it convinced me to play Kathy Rain. That was the whole reason I checked it out. Oh, good. Because uh, that, that was a very unpopular <laughs> Uh, episode that we did so we just <laughs> never did that again um but i was trying to be as best as i could at being objective and kind to that game because i do appreciate what it did and i appreciate what it tried to do and for the most part i think it succeeded at what it wanted to do um i think that it was i i, I know that it's obviously good enough that people keep talking about how much they love it and how it was great and they recommend it. So I'm not going to convince people not to play it because there's a good chance that they might really like it. And, you know, considering what the game is, what it wanted to do, I thought it was a good 8 out of 10, which is a really high score. But if you ask me if I liked it, that's a bit of a different answer. And I think, you know, people kind of uh, misinterpret when I was being kind and fair and objective as meaning that I really liked it and I didn't really like, I, I kind of um, enjoyment wise, I'd probably put it on a personal scale of about five out of 10 because I really did have to push my way through it because I really wasn't having a whole heck of a lot of fun games like the Blackwell series or the, um, what did I just recently play? Lamplight city, it kept things moving at a brisk pace, so I never really had time to be bored of anything because it was never boring. Kathy Rain bored me. <laughs> and Within the, like, five hours it takes to finish the whole game. <laughs> yeah. And there was too much of the puzzle was just, who am I supposed to talk to about what? And mm-hmm. I think I described it in a post recently. Um, I hope I can get as close to how I said it because it was pretty much uh, the best way I could describe the game. It's um, you have to go around and talk to everybody to finally unlock a new thing to talk about. So you can go back and talk to everybody about that new thing, hoping that it'll unlock a new thing to go back and talk to everybody about. And that's the game. (laughs) Yep. I mean, it had, (laughs) It delved into surrealism a little bit. I mean, it had some interesting lore, but that was all within the conversations that you went back and forth talking to people about. So, yeah, it was definitely it definitely did stuff with the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I 
I'm not sure if I was just kind of plugging through more so than paying attention, but um, a lot of it was just kind of like, okay, cool, great, that's awesome. Can you make the game fun too, please? Um, <laughs> I think there's a lot of momentum that's lost when you don't make the game as engaging. And I think probably I might have enjoyed the story a lot more if the game was a lot more, um, you know, leading me on instead of dragging me behind. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and you have to be prepared for a few unanswered questions in the end. I won't give any spoilers here, but I, I don't know if it was leading into a second one or not. But yeah, it kind of leaves it open a bit. Yeah, it's yeah. Like I said, it's okay. It's. It's a good game objectively, and like I said, I'm mentioning it as an unpopular opinion because I'm aware that people like it, and that's <laughs> cool. I want people to like it. If people like it, then that's great because I really admire what the guy did. Uh, I think it's like either a one-person team or like a very small crew put that game yeah. together. You and would call it a passion project, really. Yeah. yeah. And it was really polished and really well made. I just wish it was more fun mm -hmm. yeah that's it i i'm not very patient either so i mean i, I like to skip scenes that are the same so mm -hmm. if if she just keeps riding the bike i'd rather just skip to instantly going where you're supposed to go transporter style yeah and you know what i'm sorry i can suspend disbelief and i can um uh, i i can understand that there's things that um uh, you just kind of expect that games necessarily won't pay too much attention to, but there are certain detailed things. Like, it's weird for me to pick on this game, uh, considering how many other games there are where it's a sort of like, uh, they very clearly make it a point to show that Kathy Rain takes course over the span of like a few days, uh, mm -hmm. possibly even up to pushing a week, but I don't think About it was actually week. as long as a week, but around Almost, there. Almost, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, they specifically show you going to bed, falling asleep, and waking up the next morning. And they specifically show that you're standing in the rain, that you're smoke chain-smoking cigarettes, <laughs> and not ever showering or changing your clothes. And it's just all I could think about was how much Kathy Rain stinks. <laughs> like, she smells bad. And I can't get over that because I just can imagine exactly what she smells like and it is bad yeah, stale smoke and it's yes. probably all in her clothes and everything yeah, on a it's leather kind of jacket miasma of smoke <laughs> hanging around everywhere she goes and the smell of dirty and wet and musty yeah and like have you ever because i know what it's like to have a drenched leather jacket that you chain smoke in and never yes. clean I might happen to have exactly those memories myself, Rick. Yes, yes. I'm speaking through, like, I can vividly picture what this exactly smells like. I sure and can, especially when you smell towards your left sleeve. But the whole jacket eventually takes it on, so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you also got to figure, like, you know, um, okay, so there's the jacket. Obviously smells like waterlogged ashtray. Um, but then you also got to figure, hey, you know, she doesn't. She never showers or changes, so she's got some B.O. building up in there. Mm. Um, and also just like, I don't know. Again, it's one of those things. I, I'm sure that there's um, examples of similar such situations where 
for some reason, it doesn't bother me as much as it does in this game. But her name is Kathy Rain. <laughs> and it's like, how do we capture a moodiness in this game? Well, let's make it rain a lot. Okay, great. What else can we do? Hmm. How about if we name her Rain? Because people might not get it otherwise. <laughs> She's broody and moody and smelly and ready to figure all the shit out. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, so, yeah. I'm, I'm losing my voice over how much I... Uh, <laughs> over my capacity to complain about Kathy Rain and why I don't enjoy it nearly as much as anyone else does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've all fair points. Uh, but yeah, that that's about it. I mean, otherwise, my my opinions tend to run fairly solid along with everybody else. I liked Cedric when I was a kid. Uh, I didn't have any problem. <laughs> I didn't know I wasn't supposed to like him or that he was annoying until I was a grown-up and I started chatting about it online. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, I guess I, I can kind of see that he was annoying. And, and oh, wait, I can't click through his talking, which is <laughs> what I discovered when I went to replay it. But at the time, I'm like, oh, it's there's talking. There's an owl. It's hand-painted. Like, I've never seen a game like this before. So at the time, it just blew me away. Yeah. Well, I mean... I have not played very much of King's Quest V, so I can't comment on that particularly. Uh, I'm just saying, uh, you know, people point out Cedric so much. And I know in our community, things are a little bit different because you're really concentrated in amongst a certain uh, people who have very similar compatible mindsets. And that's kind of like the, what's cool about our group. But generally speaking why does keith get a pass in police quest 2 if everyone's going to complain about cedric right because you couldn't have a, a more useless partner if you tried i mean at least yeah. cedric was kind of there for you keith was like yeah i'm there for you man and you're <laughs> like where the where are you <laughs> like I, I mean i guess people i guess um you know cedric has an iconic line that everyone can make fun of <laughs> right and especially the fact that it's grammatically incorrect and you mm -hmm. can just sort of this it, it it's a gift that keeps on giving um but that's also what made it endearing keith has no such charisma or charm <laughs> he's just he, he's just the guy that like he doesn't even try to help he's just sort of like yeah you do that i'm gonna have a cigarette mm-hmm yeah, and I mean, he did teach us that uh, it wasn't the cool person that went off and smoked. It was the other guy. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, uh, how about the rest of you? What do you think? What are your unpopular video game opinions? Um, let us know on Facebook. We have a page in our group. We are on Twitter at the CG Guild. We are sometimes on Instagram at CGG Podcast. We have an email. Our email address is mail at classicgamersguild.com. And if you'd like to support the show, you can find us on Patreon as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, let us know what you think about different things that we may or may not agree with. Hopefully something that we don't agree with, because then that's kind of like the spirit of this whole entire episode. I'm going to stop talking now. <laughs> I guess I should finish up the episode, so uh, always make a new save file every time. You know, I can't even bring myself to say don't do a murder anymore. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like 
Paul needs to say that. I've said it too many times. Paul, get your ass back here. Get on the show. Tell us your opinions on murders. 